rest on that. I hit the ground running when I'm invading your country. It's still with honor and discipline. Throw my guns like onyx, dressed in camo with. Oh, what's up guys sergeant g here from the stone vet usmc i'm glad you guys are here with me to enjoy this time together man it's like i tell you guys this is my counseling session this is my therapy session i don't like paying counselors hundreds of thousands of dollars just to tell me i'm fucked up because hey guess what we're all veterans and we're all screwed up you know it just plain and simple just the way it is you know my wife i, I told my wife my wife goes to a counselor don't, don't get me wrong i'm not knocking counselors i just think for me it's not my beneficial for me you know, if you see a counselor, that's more power to you. I, I had some good counselors and then they all retired. So I don't have nobody anymore. So and it sucks, you know, because it's good when you have somebody you can talk to and you can listen, that will listen to your problems on a daily basis. Because guess what? We all got problems. We all deal with crap every single day, man. I appreciate you guys tuning in to the number one Marine Corps podcast in the entire world. Why do I say that? Because look, here's my award. If you're watching the episode, you see my war hammer right up front. Number one Marine Corps podcast in the entire world. Thanks to. Shane over at Broken Jarhead and Travis Johnson over at the nonprofit Architect putting some things together for the veteran community to allow us to express the, the, what we're doing in our community, right? You guys that have been hanging out with me, listening to me for over a year now, you guys understand. I'm always bringing veterans in that are doing amazing things in our community, right? Because when we get out of service, it's like, what the hell do I do now? Right. Where do I go? So RNG ain't telling me what to do, when to do, how to do it. He ain't telling me the uniform of the day. And so that's one of the biggest things is that what is my purpose? And a lot of the people I bring on my show, you guys, they said, I don't want to work for anybody anymore. I did it while I was in the military. I don't want to work for anybody anymore. So I start my own business. Right. And they make a difference in our community. Right. Because a lot of people are like, well, I don't I only want to go to a veteran. I want to do something that's in the veteran community that's doing things for veterans. You know, And that's one of the biggest struggles we have. Right. I was talking with with Benny from Simple Sometimes and he's like, why is it that the veteran community don't like supporting each other? That's one of the biggest struggles we do have as veterans. We don't like supporting each other for whatever reason. I don't get it. I mean, that's one of the biggest struggles, right? You have your communities in the veteran community that some of them are like, yeah, I want to support you. And the other half is like, I don't give two shits about you, you know? And that's probably the stubbornness that we have and that we are, man. So that's one of the biggest struggles we have. But that's why I'm glad I do this show because guess what? This is take two with Corey here. Corey's been doing some amazing things in our community, man, and I'm super excited to be here with him, man. Like I want to say, like I tell you guys every episode, huge shout out to my sponsor, Rafa 180. Rafa 180 provides you 100% medicinal grade CBD, 100% THC free for you guys that are like me that have to take a piss test twice a month and can't have THC in your system, but you need natural remedies, right? Natural medicinal remedies in regards to CBD and how it works. CBD is a phenomenal product, especially when you deal with aches, pains, anxiety, depression. If you got GERD, if you got anything that you freaking suffered from while serving in the in our beloved military, the CBD helps. And a lot of people are like, well, I tried CBD and it don't work. Wait, what do you mean you tried it and it didn't work? Just like any medication, when a doctor prescribes you a medication, what does he tell you? Hey, try it for a couple of weeks. Let me know. Let me know if it works. I need So if I need to know if I need to go up or if I need to go down. It's the same with the CBD products. CBD is the same way. If you take too much, it won't work. You take too little, it won't work. You have to find that perfect balance. And what I love about Rafa 180, they will sit with you and hold your hand and ensure that you're getting the proper dosage of medication that you need, which is phenomenal, right? We always talk about the 22 veterans that we lose every day, but nobody ever talks about the 35 that we lose to opioid addiction every day. If you add that up, it's 57 brothers and sisters that we're losing every single day. So while I'm sitting here shooting the show with Corey, my brother, we're losing a brother or sister that because they didn't have an opportunity to find out who we are. Sergeant G here in the Stone Vet. 
and Corey here with Gra- Gra- Gravier. I think that's how you say it, right? Gravier with Gravier. <laughs> he, the people don't know yeah. about us. They don't Gravier, know what we're doing. Yeah. Gravier, yeah. see? Yeah. So people don't know what we're doing or how what we're doing in our community, and they feel lost and hopeless, right? Go check out Rafa180.com. One of the biggest things we have is lack of sleep. We all know that we can work multiple hours with very little sleep. When we get very little sleep, though, our anxiety and our depression kicks in, and we start thinking about how horrible our life is, how are we going to pay the bills, how are we going to do this, my kids don't like me, so forth, so forth, so forth. Go check out Rafa180.com. They have an amazing product. They have a whole section on the website now called Sleep. You need help with sleep? They have Active Duty RX Night Ops. That has all these natural bioavailability minerals that our body needs that we know we're not getting our minerals from what we eat because we eat crap. And they even have a sapphire line. Sapphire is an amazing product. It has CBN in it, and CBN acts as a sedative. So when you're thinking about, oh, I got this, I got that, I got this, I got that to worry about, and your brain won't turn off when you go to bed, sapphire helps you turn off that brain so you can get the three or four hours of sleep that you're getting every night, but you're getting restful sleep. You know, go check out Rafa18.com. When you check out, when you go to checkout, type in the Stone Vet USMC, get 15% off your entire purchase. So go over to Rafa180, that's Romeo Alpha Papa Hotel Alpha180.com to get all your natural CBD, medicinal CBD needs. I'm super excited to be here. This is take two with Corey. We came out, we did this a week ago, a week or so ago, and like any other podcast that's out there, we have technical difficulties. If you're not doing a podcast every day, you don't realize what it takes to ensure that your microphone works, your headset works, your camera's working, and so forth and so forth. It's tough. And so Corey tried to do it with a microphone that he thought was legit and it worked. It obviously didn't work. <laughs> so we're doing take two. It was two. a little old, yeah. It's a little yeah. old, right? And so we're coming back. This is take two of this wonderful opportunity. Like I said, I got another opportunity to hang out with Corey and get to hang out and listen to who he is, man. Super excited, right? Like Corey's part of the same tribes that I'm part of. We, 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 we're associated with the same community, right? And what's one of the biggest struggles we have is that what community do I get involved with? What do I do? What can I do? How do I do this? How do I how do I make money doing what I love? Because that's what we all want to do. We all want to get paid doing what we love to do, right? And so like any entrepreneur, you guys know, you know how they say you you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. Go talk to a entrepreneur, he tell you, you go kiss his ass, you know what I'm saying? Because he's always working. They never fails. They're always working day in and day out, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. They're always working, thinking about that next phase. Because the goal end goal is to, like, hopefully I can sell my company to somebody and make a good profit off of it, right? That's the biggest thing. What's going on, Corey? How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm glad to be here for a second time, <laughs> although I wish it kind of worked the first time. But, again, yeah, I get to hang out with you again. So this is great. Absolutely. It's awesome, man. This is awesome. So you guys, like I said, a lot of people may not know who Corey is or what Corey does. Corey lives close. He's down in Texas. I'm in Oklahoma. And so he's not too far. It's not too bad. And I mean, if it ever push came to shove, I guarantee you there, there could be an opportunity that we can go and meet each other, have, have coffee and just hang out and enjoy company together. Right. And so Corey, Corey, he was an army guy. He was an ar- an engineer in the army should, to say, you know, he, he, he did some engineer work working on heavy equipment. Is that right? No, that's absolutely wrong. Oh. <laughs> but that's all right. No, um, yeah, I started out uh, doing aviation operations. Aviation, and then I that's cursed, right. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I cursed the rest of the uh, military with uh, SharePoint. 
and uh, everybody you know, loves SharePoint, started, Corey. Oh yeah, and it's it's my baby. So yeah, that you know, uh, you get these opportunities. They're like, hey, why don't we go and show you something? And it was because I was entrepreneurial or intrapreneurial in my uh, stuff. And what happened is I created a little website, some HTML, just for our um, you know, our links are in the office. We, you know, we were working on computers at, at Fort Campbell and, you know, we've got the uh, defense travel and we've got all these other websites and things like that. So I made an HTML file, put it on everybody's computer. And, uh, they said, Hey, why don't you go check out this other program that the, uh, SOAR, the 160th they're using, and they just have started using it. And I went down there and went to the basement and they showed me this thing. And I said, what else can it do? And so <laughs> from there, you guys all got like a crappy standard version. But what I was doing uh, for my squadron, we were writing code. We were doing things. We were we had the Twitter feed. We had the UAV feed. We had uh, uh, Merck chat embedded. We had... Um, CPOF embedded all into a page for an operation. And uh, we could operate with our three uh, big screen TVs in the talk very efficiently because of the SharePoint that I created. But the That's problem cool. is you disseminate information. Uh, you know, our squadron wanted it. Then the brigade wanted it and pushed it down to all the battalions. The neighboring brigade wanted it, pushed it to third battalions. Then I'm, I, you know, I just have gone with the flow and now I'm working with the division getting them set up and getting other battalions and brigades set up and, and basically creating this ghost army of IT specialists, you know, cause they may be a truck mechanic, but they've got HTML experience or JavaScript experience. So it just kind of just blew up. And I did that That's for awesome, a while. Man. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, for uh, that opportunity. Was, Not a lot of people get that opportunity to be able to do something like that. I mean, you being avionics, right? How, how, like you just got thrown into it and you started learning it or how does that, how did that work? So I, I designed my first webpage when I was like 14. So I had some, I have some crazy knowledge that, you know, I'm like kind of a, a master of none, you know, I've got a right. jack of all trades kind of thing. I designed my first website when I was 14. I started doing Adobe Photoshop and Illustrator wow. very young. Um, and I just, and I learned about electricity very young. I had an uncle buy me one of those circuit board kits, you know, those big $200 back in the day, you know, 90s, 80s. Um, I guess it was 90s. But those big like $200 things that your parents aren't going to buy. Plus, you want the video game system instead. Right, but right. your uncle buys this for you who lives up in Seattle. He's a um, He builds his own planes and does all kinds of cool stuff. And he buys this for you for Christmas. And... You just, your brain starts going, oh, okay, cool. Let's uh, make a clock. Let's make a radio. Let's do all these other things. And so I went through the whole book of circuits and boards and stuff. And then I got into making PCBs, which, you know, <laughs> putting it in the acid and and, and making my own ch chipsets, basically. And, um, and so I've got all this, like, random knowledge. So I take that into the military. Also, I played trumpet in junior high. That'll come into play. <laughs> and so, you know, and I've I've done all this art. And I've done all this stuff. And uh, they gave me my own office. I was technically, we didn't, you know, battalion level doesn't get a public affairs officer. So I was the PAO. I was the map maker and the map printer because I had um, 
experience using the big plotters and stuff. Uh -huh. So we'd have these big 48 inch rolls of paper that I'd print the maps on. So we did waterproof ink on waterproof ripstop paper. It was very expensive, but it was a lot cheaper than our pilots putting tape over a piece of paper right, right, over right, and over because right. we didn't have a laminator that big. And then it was very <laughs> foldable and everything like that. So we did that. I got my own office. I had some computers and some hard drives back when we could plug USB things in. <laughs> right. And then, uh, yeah, this was right before the USB ban. Um, and then... Uh, so I would go to California and set up SharePoint for my battalion when we went down there and guarded the border with the Border Patrol. Uh, I would do that. I did that in Texas um, over in El Paso. I had to go as the primary deployment to get it all set up. And then, you know, I had my own little, you know, the IT team, the S6 was, you know, I'm S3. And so we we had this dynamic where, they wanted me because I was doing computer stuff, but technically I was in 15 <laughs> Papa. And so it was just this whole mess of things. We got a new Lieutenant Colonel and I went back to flight ops and, and uh, let somebody else handle the SharePoint and the public. All the joys, right? All, all the joys. Like I established yeah. this crap and this is how you're going to treat me. I set this up. I established. Well, this. <laughs> oh, well, the biggest slap in the face was I set it all up. And then they, one of my, good friends, Riley Dunlap, they put him in charge of it for a, a few months. And I was like, I should be working on that. And, you know, <laughs> we're 20 something years old now. I couldn't give a shit. But right, right. it's because he wanted to go to uh, flight school and become a warrant officer. And so they were like, well, we can't have him on the line. Let's have him doing stuff. And he was he's still super smart. He actually does, I think, coding for uh, company up in uh, up north somewhere. So oh, really? anyway, I had I had a good adventure. No, that's um, awesome. No, because that's some of the things being in the military. There's some times that we get a wonderful opportunity like that to do something outside of our wheelhouse to gain the experience and the knowledge that we need. Right. Because when you get out of service, it's like I, don't, I didn't get nothing while I was in. Like, like I'm an avionics guy. Like I don't fucking what what am I supposed to do with being an I mean I can there's jobs of course there's definitely like, jobs yeah and I thought about doing some of those jobs there's uh you know like uh medical flights and stuff you could be flight operations for them and call out hey this is where you're going here's the coordinates blah 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 and it's basically a medical nine line launching right. your you know it's the same thing <laughs> right, so right, right, I worked right. in the talk in Afghanistan this is much easier, <laughs> you know, at least they're not getting shot at when they land. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, you know, there's some of that stuff that you could do. A lot of my pilots do that now. Um, but I decided to go a different route after uh, the military and just go to college. I wanted to be an architect at first, architecture. And right. you probably got the engineering because I told you that I was an architect <laughs> and an right, engineer right, right. student uh, at the very beginning. I quickly dropped out of engineering. Um, <laughs> engineering's uh, and, tough. Uh, engineering's tough. It's a tough wheelhouse oof. to be in. It's a definitely yeah. engineers. That's what I tell people. So I was an engineer in the Marine Corps. That's way different than a civilian engineer who goes to school and does hundreds of hours of math and all this other crap to be an engineer. It's way yeah. different. It's more hands-on where you actually get the experience versus somebody who reads a textbook and does a lot of math. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think nowadays, you know, the military's got all of this knowledge and you can look something up. Basically what we were kind of taught is 
uh, how to go research and be an expert in something overnight. Right. Um, and, and that was really important. So you being an expert engineer, you can go, hey, I don't know this, but I know exactly where to find it in a book. Right. So right. I'm going to go to these, uh, you know, field manuals or technical manuals and get this done. Right. And a lot of that is uh, based upon your leadership and getting training. So no, absolutely. Fantastic. So how so how long were you in the army for? Uh, so technically four years and six months. Uh, it was 2005 to 2010, um, and I got out and went to college afterwards. So out, real right. quick, so how was that transition? How was that transition for you when you when it was time when it was time for you to pop smoke? How was that for you when you when it was time to get out of the army? It was pretty hard. So. Um, you know, I got out right at the end of stop loss. So uh, the Obama oh, okay. era yeah, yeah, had yeah. shut down stop loss. And I my deployment was going to stop loss me. Basically, <laughs> I was supposed to get out in September of 2009. And um, my deployment was going to go until January of 10. Anyway, um, technically, I probably would have uh, got out of Afghanistan in December uh, just by packing everything up and right, kind of transitioning. Right, right. But, but yeah, so I got out in, uh, at the end of October of Afghanistan, I out processed over the month of November. I was back in Lubbock, Texas, December 3rd. Um, so it was like October 27th to November 3rd, uh, was that out processing, leaving Afghanistan. And then January 12th of 2010, Technically, I was still in the army. Uh, that was my last month, but I started college at Texas Tech. Texas Tech, look at that. You you originally from Texas? Yes, I'm originally from Lubbock, and so that's okay. That's what brought me back. Is I well, applied to some only, schools. Not only and that, but Texas takes care know? of its veterans. Texas takes care of its veteran community very well. They take care of you guys real good in Texas. Absolutely. The uh, MVP at Texas Tech, if you're thinking about using your GI Bill or any other um, things, go. I mean, Texas Tech has got a support system for veterans to get through college because we aren't being led by the hand anymore. Like you said, the right uniform, the right location in the right time. Um, we don't have that anymore. You have to pick what clothes you're going to wear today. You got to get outside. You got to go to class. You got to. And so having a little bit of support goes a long way. We've actually got one of the highest, if not the highest, veteran graduation rates in oh, wow. the uh, United States because, and I, I will say, the team at the uh, Military Veterans Program, MVP at Texas Tech, actually like promotes staying in college, getting things done. If you don't like it, maybe you're in the wrong course set and we need to... Right figure that out. Maybe you don't have any friends. Well, guess what? They have flag football teams right, and things right, like right. that. So if you don't, if you're missing your team, you know, and you go to a community college without that military support, you've got a higher percentage of uh, dropouts from community college. So you wasted half of your GI bill. <laughs> and then guess what? I think you got to use it in so many years, right? right, um, right so, right. so it expires because you started using it. And then you stopped and now you don't have that that uh, uh, pathway anymore right. to get no, your absolutely. education. So what what was it after you got out? What was it? You said, I got it. I'm going to college. I'm going to go to college and go go try to get my degree. Right. What was my it? leadership? 100 uh, percent my leadership. I had uh, we had some opportunity to take some college classes at Austin P uh, over near Fort Campbell. 
Uh, Austin P State University is actually, you know, it's kind of unknown, but people have heard of it maybe. And, uh, but, you know, take some college classes, get some credits, get some stuff going. I, um, I tried to do that. And then, you know, I had some leadership say, no, 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 you got to unsign up for that. Um, because we might put you on night shift and then they never put me on night shift and blah, blah, blah. Right. So I had good upper management, my Lieutenant colonels, my majors, those people, I mean, talk about Forrest Gump experience. <laughs> we would go into the office and kind of talk, talk gossip about, and I was their little spy, I guess. But uh, now that I look back, I've, I'm, I'm a rat. Um, but, you know, I would say, hey, yeah, uh, this guy's working out in this position. Let's keep him there. He's thriving. This guy's not over there. So let's maybe move him over. I think he'd be really good over here. And so we would play chess with our um, uh, privates and specialists and make sure that we were going to win the game. Right. So we right. made sure the right person was in the right seat of the bus. Who knew that was in a book? <laughs> uh, you know, so, so, and I'll, I'll talk about that probably later, but, you know, so these guys, uh, you know, big shout out to, uh, Lieutenant Colonel, uh, now retired General, uh, Bontrager. And, um, uh, I don't even know some of these ranks, um, but, uh, Major Fox, uh, Major Murphy, all these guys, they were instrumental in telling me, get out, go to college because this is not the place for you. You are doing great things basically as an officer, but you're a specialist in private, you know, right. and maybe not in that order. I didn't get demoted, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, but, uh, and no offense to anybody that did, um, cheer, cheers in to the, you. In the Marine Corps, you always, got, in the Marine Corps, majority demoted of people get times. demoted. They get demoted two or three times while they serve a four years. <laughs> yeah. I got super lucky a lot. Um, right. so, um, I've got, I've got some, uh, some good drinking stories, but, uh, but yeah, the, um, the main focus was they said, Hey, no matter what they offer you, thousands of dollars, isn't going to cut it. You need to go to college. You need to, and then if you want to, you can rejoin the military as an officer. That's where you belong. Um, uh, but you probably need to go be a civilian because you're, you, you are just, um you your acumen on different things you're an expert at learning things you're an expert and they were like really hyping me up um and it was just really great to have good leadership um so they told me directly Corey, stop doing what the what this is and get out <laughs> and go to college and i don't well, know to this day i don't know if they were like you're not good at army don't do this. <laughs> well, I mean that's or good. Though. At least you had motivation. If you had, at least you had the motivation and the push to join to go to college, right? A lot of people like me, myself. I'm, I'm a high school dropout, dude. I got my GED. Joined the Marine Corps at 17 years old, you know. And the only reason I joined the Marine Corps is because my wife, and you know. But that's one of the things I knew once I dropped out of high school. I got to get something. I got to get a GED or something. And so I got my GED and joined the Marine Corps, you know, and I'm like everybody else that gets out. I was like, I don't want to go to college. I hate school. I hate going to school. Right. Yeah. But what we tell a lot of people is that you don't understand, you know, when you're struggling, trying to figure out how am I going to get, where am I going to get my next meal from? How am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? Dude, for the next four years, you're going to get paid to do that. So you don't have to worry about it. And a lot of people don't understand that. I mean, what do you go to school for? Who the hell knows? I got me some bullshit ass business management degree. 
I just got me a degree. I got a piece of paper saying that I can attend class for four years. I graduated yep. with a 3.84 GPA. You know what I'm saying? I graduated with 3.84 GPA for being a high school dropout. I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, that's up there in the honors honors program, you know? And, well, and I'll tell you this. Those classes are totally different than high school. High school yeah. is this almost jail-type, prison-type <laughs> right, thing. Right, 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 where you've right. Gotta, you got to walk on this side of the hall, and you got to do this, and you got to do right. this, and – yeah, you know, in college is like that's your peer that's teaching right. you what they know, and you can talk to them. And there is a really good relate. And some people that they peak in high school, you know, right, like, right, right, cool, right. Man. No, absolutely. But in college, I I hated math. I became a mathlete uh, after football and wrestling <laughs> injuries and all this stuff. And I was like, I'm not gonna do be in the marching band because that's not for me. <laughs> Um, and then I'm definitely too small to play football. Um, and nobody passes it to me anyway. So, uh, I was super fast, but I was so, I was small, so they wouldn't pass it to me. I'm like, I, I've caught everything you've thrown to me. Anyway, I'm not bitter at all about that. Um, but the, but the main point is I went to college and yes, they paid my bills. They paid my rent. They paid my food. They paid my college. They paid for uh, some other things that come in cans, 12 right. cans. And then right. they, you know, um, you know, but the, the, uh, the thing is, is I went to college and you don't have to go to college. You can actually use that GI bill to go get a pilot's license. You can use right. that GI bill to go get a trade. You can go to a two-year uh, trade school, become a mechanic. So if you had a mechanic, job in any way and that's what you want to do you can go get those certifications under the gi right. bill they will pay your meals they'll pay your rent and you'll get certified and then guess what you go work at the ford house the chevy house and you get paid 55 75 dollars an hour because you're a certified mechanic yep. in a and and you can go join a union you can be a, a dude our generator mechanics oh they were killing it they were getting because they're a diesel mechanic and an electrician. You think about right. that. They've right. got to get these high certifications. You get that minimum certification, become a generator mechanic for Caterpillar or uh, Detroit Diesel or any of these generator companies. And then they will send you to these. Uh, and I paid for them out of the company budget, but these $70,000 week long courses to get a certification on switches. I mean, right. <laughs> you, you talk about these guys are highly qualified, highly trained. And um, that that's something that you can do probably in a year or two, getting that certification to become a generator mechanic. And that's, I mean, I didn't think generators were cool until I started working with them. <laughs> generators are pretty neat. And no, that's what I worked on for the, for nine years. I was in the Marine Corps. That's what I worked on was diesel generators. Diesel. Oh, there generators. you go. Yeah. yeah. So we had we had one of those guys um, at uh, from Britain. He was a generator mechanic in the British military, and then we had a Marine Corps drill sergeant that I worked with. So we were all at the same level, and um, we all got fired at the same time. That was cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we had a dynamic of military guys running the show over there. And I'll tell you, the cool thing about these big generators is you can like use sonic devices placed throughout the machine to figure out what vibration is happening, read that vibration, and then match it to the problem. 
No, Isn't man, that that's neat? nice. <laughs> that's that's, that's nice. really neat. You're like, oh, yeah, this vibration from these six sensors means that piston three is scraping a little bit or whatever. You know how and we had to like, do it. We had to listen. Man. We had to put yeah. an ear to the generator. Like, What's that sound? Oh, I know that sound. That happened to me six years ago. It's this. <laughs> we didn't have no machine to tell us what was wrong with it. Yeah, you had the ex the expert ear, yeah. And yeah. you know, Marine Corps and, and military in general keep it simple, stupid. Uh, right. and Crayola <laughs> style. So yeah, absolutely. We did a lot of that too, uh, especially with the helicopters. Those helicopters, we um we referred to them as a uh, a bucket of rattling bolts that were right. somehow staying together. <laughs> so um, you know, I think um I think, you know, you have these experiences in the military, they inform your civilian life. Uh, and what I really loved about college is like to go back to the math thing. I hated math in high school. And then in college, I made straight A's in all of my math, my trigonometry, my um, uh, yeah, everything. So because I had to take trig for architecture. Right. And then I no longer needed the trig. So I had to go take calculus for business. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I went through trig one, two, three economics, one, two, three and managerial economics, and then, um, statistics, one, two, and three, these are all math. Um, right. even economics is kind of like theory of, but right. they use math to figure these things out. And, um, and then, you know, calculus one, two, and three as well. So I've got a lot of mathematics <laughs> under my belt. Um, and I loved it and I got straight A's. Um, because I learned, I connected the dots when I was in high school, I didn't care, but now math is fun because I get to calculate the volume in this playa lake, uh, next to this apartment complex to see how long it's going to take to drain it, uh, so that we can fix the fountain or something. I don't know, but you can, you know, you can just make stuff up and it tells a story. So math tells a story and that's what I, so to transition, I love the fact that I got an opportunity to go to college because I relearned or I, I discovered math in a new way and I get to tell stories with math now. Um, and so that's very important in my life uh, to be able to dig into a problem right, and really right, put right, this right, huge right. equation together. And it's like untangling a knot. You can just sit on the couch and untangle a knot for hours and right. building <laughs> equations to solve a math problem that tells a story about a business and where their faults lie and maybe how to fix things and make them millions of dollars. Whew, now you're talking. So no, absolutely. Um, I get I get super excited. So stop. No, absolutely. So now, rambling, now, but, now that you've got now, you started your own business now, right? You you started yeah. your own business now, right? Why don't you tell people tell people like what you what you're doing now as a civilian after serving our country, after doing your your four year, four and a half year stint. Now you got now, because that's the biggest struggle that we have is like, what the hell do I do now? I've been doing this job for freaking four years, eight years, 20 years. Now I'm out. What the hell do I do? What, what is it that you're doing now? We would like to give a huge thanks to Rafa 180. Rafa 180 offers pure medicinal CBD and products made locally. They walk alongside individuals to achieve a healthy lifestyle with options needed by each person. You can learn more about them on Facebook at Rafa CBD, their website www.rafa180.com or email at rafacbd at gmail.com. They truly believe your journey matters. 
So let me start from the beginning, from the big bang, right, um, of what I'm doing now. And what it was is I was I was at Caterpillar with these veterans and and other uh, civilians that were all working together. And I was like, I really like this job, but I feel like there's something else out there. Like there, there was just a little a feeling of discomfort at that job. And I knew that I wanted something different. So I plotted out, I said, what are my bullet points that I've been supposed to be doing at Pizza Hut, at in college, in the military? Guess what? I was supposed to be an aviation guy. Here I am doing computer stuff. So what what where's the mismatch? Right. And it came out to be process improvement was what I have always done. Continuous right. improvement, process improvement. And uh, so I looked for a continuous improvement job or a continuous improvement director or manager. Um, and so that, that was a job that no one ever told me about. And there's Lean Six Sigma certifications and there's project mm -hmm. management professional certifications that you can get and really dig into this stuff. And uh, PMP is a lot less math and a lot more planning, which I like to do. And then Lean Six Sigma is statistical math that tells a story about a business. And you can get really deep into it, or you can kind of learn some principles like the eight wastes of lean. And, um, and we don't have to go over those today, but, um, but you can really start to kind of look at those things. And so I discovered this line of work, right? So I'm applying for these jobs at Miller Coors, at Boeing, at whatever, because I was in Chicago. I was like, I'm CEO Central. Let's just do this. And so I was applying at everything that I could find and continuous improvement at these big Fortune 500 companies. And um, what ended up happening is somebody said, hey, I, you know, I know that you're looking for work um, in this line of work. Uh, I just handed my company over to my son. Now, I used to go to a, a, a place called Sweet Baby Ray's. You may have seen it on Mike, Mark Zuckerberg's uh, shelf. Um, but Sweet Baby Ray's is a barbecue sauce. I used to hang out with the owner of the restaurant he, who <laughs> sold the sauce recipe years and years ago. He's a little bit older. His friends are a little bit older. So when we would go there um, for a $2 light pint after work or whatever, um, or after golf, we would go there, hang out a little bit, chat with the guys and go home. Well, I got to know some of them and that guy had handed over his glass company to his son. And he said, can you come consult for us? And I said, consult, I've never thought about doing that, but you know, yeah, let's do it. And so I went over there and gave them uh, a full overview of what was going on, what was broken, what was not broken. Um, one was a little bit more than the other. And, um, and, and I gave them a, I think it was 76 pages report. It kind of looked like, like this guy with, with, uh, you know, the binding and the lots of paper in here <laughs> and double, double sided, you know? So I, I wrote this, this one's 125 for Southwest, but, um, but I wrote them a huge report, appendix, everything strategic advisement. And I sent it off and I collected my payment and I said, guess what? I don't have to go to work for them tomorrow. That, that's kind of cool. Right. I just invoiced them. And so that's what really was the big bang is like, <laughs> I realized that I wanted something new. I figured out what that new thing needed to be. And then I was prepared with some certifications and someone offered me a consulting uh, engagement. 
And so I went out and did that because I was prepared for it. And then I realized that I don't have to see Cheryl every day or Susan or, or right. Mike or, you know, Juan every day. I don't right, have to right, go right. and see you in the office. I don't have to sit in a cubicle. I can kind of work from home a little bit. I can go to the thing and look at their manufacturing process, do a lot of math and figure all this stuff out. And then send your report and you send me a check and we're good. And so I figured out that that's what I was meant to do. And so I would encourage anybody to kind of do that and, and look at that and say, what have I been doing? What do I really like to do? And what out of that makes some money, right? What's right. lucrative? And then uh, go do that. And maybe it's, maybe it's start your own business, but maybe it's go find a new job that you're going to like a lot better because that's what you're interested in. Right. And that is that, and that's one. That's a, that's a massive struggle, dude. It's like, what do I? It's a lot of us hate punching the clock. Like me, I punch a clock. I still work for the federal government. I get paid good to do lot, lot, very little work. I can't complain. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting, yeah. I'm sitting here shooting a show with you right now while I'm supposed to be. I'm teleworking. I my computer's on. They yeah. don't send me an email. They don't need me, right? They don't send me an email. Yeah. They don't need me. So my my program runs itself. It's taken me three years, and they got mad at me because I was like, my program runs itself. It took me three years. I was in it knees deep, like digging, figuring it out, finding out why it was broken. Like you said, strategizing. Why is it broken? What is broke about it? How do I go about fixing it, right? That's one thing that the military has taught us. If it's broke, how do you find the resources to fix it? Like you mentioned earlier, right? We all know how to find the resources to fix the problem. And so that's what I've done. I went through and I it, it, took, it took people who were getting paid more than me running the program to realize they broke the program. I watched it break and crumble. And they said, hey, we want you to take over this program. And I looked at it. I said, golly, I said, if I would have known this, I would have been fixing it along the way. So I wouldn't have been digging in so long, you know. And so they all left. They all got promotions. They all left. And I was like, this sucks. But okay. So I came in at a lower pay scale as everybody else. And I fixed the program. Now the program runs itself. So if any of my program managers have a problem with it, they know how to reach me. They have my cell phone. They can call me directly and say, hey, I'm having this trouble with it. Okay, let me go look at it real quick. Da, 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 da. Okay, here it is. This is how you fix it. And I send them the resolution. I said, this is how you fix it. And if they ask me, how do you find it? Then I tell them how I found it. So if it ever happens again, they know how to find it themselves. You know, and it's like you said, that's one of the biggest struggles. We That's one of the biggest struggles we have is like, what the hell can I do? What kind of services can I provide so I can get paid to do what I'm doing? I mean, with what you're doing, it's awesome, dude, because companies need it. Companies are always yeah. asking for somebody to come in and do Hey, tell me what's wrong with my company. Why is it not being successful right now? You know, or why is it, 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 it we're, we're making all kinds of revenue, but where is it going on the cost? So your P and L looks like crap and you know, like we, we've got all these costs that, you know, why? And, you know, one of the things I talked about with a friend yesterday is, you know, rolled throughput yield. Do you know what that means? Right. No, I don't know. Like means. the, uh, I, I'll and I don't be embarrassed because nobody knows what that means. Right. I've right. talked to lots of people and they've gone through statistics and all this stuff, but they don't retain rolled throughput yield. And what rolled throughput yield means is let's say I'm making gummy bears. I have an injection mold or like a plastic right. uh, toy or something. I have an injection mold. I put 100 injections into this mold. And then the next step is to cut the stuff out you know, because it's injection mold, maybe it's got some frills. So you're going to cut that around and then you're going to paint it and you're going to do all these other processes. 
I've also done the cereal box analogy, right? But what happens is you put a one, you put 100 injections into this mold and 99 of them turn out perfect. But one of them had an air bubble in the leg. <laughs> so you've got, you can't paint that. You can't, right. why would you take, why would you take the frills off? You're just going to throw that back into the rubber thing. Maybe, maybe you can recycle it. Maybe after you heat that stuff up, you can't recycle it or something in right. back into the thing. There's another process. So that's wasteful, right? Well, what if your frill cutting machine cuts a little too deep and one of them loses an ear. Well, now you're down to 99 and then you lose an ear on one of them or three of them. Let's say now you're down to 96 for the painting. So now you're down to 96 and the painting doesn't come out outright on four of them. So now your overall end goal, you've got 92 bears left. So 92% accuracy on your manufacturing process because <laughs> each process chips away at your end result. So if someone says, hey, I need 2,100 bears, you have to injection mold 2,700 bears to get that number. And right, that's right. huge waste um, when you're talking about big manufacturing. Uh, you want to sell to Target? You want to sell to Walmart? You need thousands and thousands of these manufactured. And if your manufacturing process chips away at your raw materials along the way so that your end result your product is at 92%, you're wasting 8% of raw materials on the way through your manufacturing yeah. process. How do we bump these up to el eliminate waste? So that's how you tell a story with math. Roll right, throughput right, yields right, right. a statistical model. That's <laughs> so crazy. No, so, I, so all that I math just made paid that off. Fun. All that math paid off for you then is what you're saying. All that math is paid yeah. off for you now. And so not only with this, not only with this, you also say you get into graphic design work now as well. Is that correct? Absolutely. Um, I've been doing consulting for six years now. And along the way, people have, and I've been doing all my graphics because I have that skill. That's something that um, I do in-house. And uh, so I, you know, I wasn't really interested in selling graphic design. It's a little bit less expensive of a ticket. I'm not going to focus on that. I'm going to focus on the one thing, which is operational improvement and consulting there. Um, but people would come up to me and say, Hey, who does really good logos and who does this? And, or here, look at my new logo. And I'm like, Oh, that's awful. And so I've ended up having, you know, and you can't call their baby ugly. So right, you're right, like, right. yeah, that's good, but it could be better. And, um, and so over the time I've done a lot of logos just for people and kind of off to the side, didn't have a business. They would just pay Corey Myers. Um, and in 2020, I was looking for, uh, you know, that pivot that everybody else right, was doing. Right, right, right. And I was like, what can I, what can I do to help businesses? And it's something that I love to do and it will turn a profit. And graphic design was one of those things. So I created traction graphics as a, a side company or a side brand so that I could then advertise that I in market that I did graphic design. So you go through traction graphics. Um, with my consulting company, you can't be like consulting and also graphics. So you have to <laughs> kind of like make a new brand that right, markets right, right, right. that. And so that's what I do with traction. 
Um, that's been really great over the last year. I've moved to Austin. Um, I'm about uh, four days away from being here for one year. And um, and really, the, the great thing about Austin is there's a lot of artists and a lot of things. So people come here and look here for graphic design. Uh, what pays the bills is these big companies wanting flyers and uh, social media right. images and things like that. And so they feed me work constantly. And then I also love to do the logos and the branding. Um, and so brand strategy, logo creation, all of that's under traction. Now we've got traction and Gravier all under the same umbrella because Gravier is kind of like the hiking outdoors kind of brand. Even though we're consulting, Gravier means to climb higher in French. So um, we want to climb higher in our businesses, right? So I've themed all of that there over the last year, uh, transitioning that brand. And now I fit in traction with the Gravier brand because, okay, now we're, we're climbing higher. But if you want some traction in your marketing, let's put right. some mud tires on this thing and right. get up the mountain, right? No, absolutely. So that's, all that's, of that's it a fits big... now, and it's uh, it's fantastic. So I've got the graphic design and the, the business consulting. No, absolutely. And graphic design is massive, dude. Graphic design is huge in any business. Any business, everybody needs a logo. Everybody needs something that grabs the eye to say, hey, let's do this. You're right. You got to tell a story. You got to tell a story. I mean, look at the Stone Vet logo, right? What's the story? There you go. Stone vet likes to smoke weed and hang out and enjoy his time with it, with his people. Right. That's the biggest thing is hanging out and enjoying our time together. Right. And that's what we do. And that's what the stone vet is about is advocating about the medicinal benefits of cannabis, advocating about the medicinal benefits of CBD and how it works to help everybody get off the pharmaceuticals. Cause like I said, I, I interviewed somebody not too long ago and he was like, I'm taking 40 to 60 pills a day just to survive. And I'm like, God, Lee dude, like that's uncalled for because even working with Rafa 180, they have doctors that they work with on a regular basis. And the doctor tells you, once you get on three or four different medications, the medications isn't even doing what it was intended to do in the first place. You know? Yeah, there's a lot of complications when you start uh, putting things together that yeah. even though, okay, this one works with this one, this one's, yeah. they, they work fine. But now you're drawing a web of do they right. connect and do they yeah, work? Because this and one's good for you, really but good. here's this pill to counteract the side effects of it. And then here's a pill to counteract the side effects of that one. And then here's another one to counteract yeah. the side effects of that one. And you're like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? Like what? I'm what nauseated. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know, and that's the, that's I've the got biggest this new thing. problem. So, I mean, and then, so with you, I mean, you, you're getting, you've got an understanding, you've got an understanding. Okay. This is what I do. This is what I provide to my, to my customers is that I provide them a business plan telling them, here's your faults. This is, this is what I found going through your books, going through your company, through your manufacturing, whatever it is. This is what I found. This is how I recommend you, you, you get rid of the problem or you fix, you resolve the problem. And not only that, you need a logo too. I got you. You need some flyers. I got you. I can do it with traction, right? With you, with well, with and graphic that, design piece. You know, one of the things I'm focusing on this year, or you know, and I'll tell you the two main things that I'm focusing on this year is one is collaboration. So with you or whatever, if I've got I've got a close knit group of people, I want to reach out to every month. Um, right. That's a strategy of mine going into 2022. I've got a full list of people. I don't reach out to people. I don't know how good you are with calling your buddies and right, whatever. Right. And so I've got a list of veterans for that personal side of my life. And I've got a list of business colleagues. Some of them are videographers. Some of them are web designers. Some of them are other branding um, wow. 
uh, consultants. Some of them are other graphic designers. Guess what? I'm not great at doing like a spray painted uh, right. space type logo retro thing. So I'm going to maybe contract with somebody. So th those inner circle people, I've got an intentional thing to collaborate with people. One of one of that collaborations on that list of goal setting that I have is doing podcasts like this. And so I do thank you for having me on because this no, is part of my goals for the year. Um, and then the other side of that is kind of pushing a lot of uh, more do it yourself and do it with you type uh, consulting. And what that means is you can subscribe and learn a bunch of stuff without me having to be involved directly because I've already created the content. Right. Um, and then that one-on-one -on -one is expensive. And so I want to be able to provide a, an opportunity to those people. They're just starting their business. They don't have revenue yet. They don't have right. investors. They're <laughs> right, shoestringing right. it and doing it naturally. So we're coming up with new courses for entrepreneurs, uh, uh, you know, bootstrap and shoestring budget. And uh, we're doing that. We're putting all this together. And um, so so if you don't have you don't have anything going yet, we've got some answers for you uh, through our different channels and we've got levels of engagement. So if you want one on one hour with me, it's definitely going to uh, it's going to be more expensive. It might be very cost effective because we're going to hopefully move the needle in your on your P&L to a, a really positive place. Um, and, you know, but if you don't have anything, I still want to provide you something because I right. want I, I'm a, I just love to help people. And the first years of business, I couldn't get that out of my head and I didn't know how much to charge because I felt like, <laughs> hey, you know, I just want to help. Oh, I love this. I've got a company right now that I'm helping and I love what they're doing. They are setting standards in our market for payment for hourly work in childcare, oh, wow. in caregiving. And I'm like, we have to make this work. We right, have to make right, this right. profitable. I don't care what happens. I am here for you. And they don't Absolutely. have much money. So how do I help them? And so we've had to figure out a uh, collaboration space for right. that. And so how do they help me without giving me money? Right. And Absolutely. how do I and help the them without thing, right? receiving money? And that's the biggest thing a lot of people don't understand. There, there's a, always a way to get what you need. You know what I'm saying? I had Linda Steele on here not too long ago. She's the uh, founder of uh, a Father's Movement or something. I can't even remember it now. She has a nonprofit that she helps. She helps fathers that struggle after divorce and stuff like that like we'll have to and, post that so, in the links yeah yeah absolutely she she does stuff that where but she has, she's like my nonprofit has no money i'm not bringing in any revenue i'm doing the only way i pay for stuff she actually created the app she's creating an app called civil rights matters so it will take place so it while you're at work or if, an, if a case occurs like you're getting sexual harassment you're able to annotate it and document it in this app and keep it for your record so if something oh, wow. does come up you can actually pull it up and say on this day at this time this is what you said to me and That's it has awesome. everything you know which is a great app because i mean people battle sexual harassment or any type of other harassment on a regular well and basis what's working, crazy you know? about that stuff is like um you know 
the uh, the police officer at the scene has credibility, yeah. so you trust right. their word. Right. However, right. when someone takes the stand and defends themselves and says, this is what happened. Well, are you remembering it correctly? Because yeah. 43% exactly. of these cases are misremembered or whatever. Right. And so you can use that either way. Oh, no, absolutely. The, cop, the police officer remembers. Uh, he's a human too, or she's a human right. too. Absolutely. So, so documenting that stuff is vital. I know um, I've gone through some things where I needed to document and we call that the CYA, right? Um, right. And so that's a military acronym for you. Um, that's <laughs> spread all over the place. Um, but yeah, the uh, CYA and and that's that's awesome. So yeah, let's post that. No, and and her person. doing that, her doing that, she's like, I can't create this app. It's like a $10,000 app. She's like, I can't create this. So like you said, you're working with a company that says, well, we don't have the money, but we need this. What can we do to help be able to do this to collaborate together what is it that they can do and she does things she i mean she's remodeling homes for the developers she's helping work on cars she's helping very and that's what things. i call growing the pie i love it right? that sounds awesome yeah and she does she does all that and a lot of people that, that know linda slater she she is definitely she's one of those people she's a she's an army veteran and she's like i don't have the money but what is it there's things that i can do to help you and whatever you're needing help with that I, so I can get back and return myself, you know? And that's what a lot of people don't understand. It's like, if you wanted to start a business and you're like, I have no money, what is it you want to start? And reach out to somebody who's already doing it and say, hey, look, this is where I'm at. I want to do this, but I don't know even know where to begin to start to do this, you know? Yeah. And there's plenty of veterans out there. That's what, if you guys go through my, if you guys go through my YouTube channel, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to these podcasts that you can go through all my episodes. I think up to, up to 130, 140 episodes or whatever the case may be. You guys can go through and say, oh, this guy does this. This guy does that. This guy does this. This guy does that. And if it's something that interests you, message them. I, that's why I have the, all their description to contact them in the description box so you can reach out to them. Don't be scared because ain't none of them going to yell at you. Ain't none of them going to cuss you out. Ain't none of them going to be like, what the hell do you want? They're going to be like, what's going on? How can I help you today? You know, because it's a business. We are in business. This is what we do. We have to we show customer support and customer service. What do you need? Oh, I heard your show on the Stone Vest. RNG had you on his show, and I'm interested in what you're doing. I like to know how you got started. Is there any way? What is the best way to get started in doing what doing what you're doing? Because anybody can do your job, like you, Corey. Anybody can do your job anywhere in the world. There can't be Absolutely. too many. There can't be too many of you guys. There there can never be too many of you guys because there's businesses around the world that need these services. You know. Yeah. And I think, you know, my biggest thing is like trying to get small businesses to succeed. I right. teach small businesses Fortune 500 principles that are, you know, micro sized or, you know, at least shrunk down to their applicable level. You know, hey, if you're starting at zero, let's look at the path of business and how how the life cycle works. Let's let's really look at that. I talked to somebody the other day that did not understand the business life cycle, even though they had their own business. And I'm like, you are here on this map. Um, and so it, you know, light bulb. Okay. I get it. Um, and, and just those little things are vital to learn because guess what you didn't, you know, you may not have gone to business school or whatever. Right. Um, right. I've got some knowledge to impart uh, through that operations. However, if you did go to business school and you did it before you went in the army or whatever, 
uh, or the or the Marines, sometimes you that stuff went over your head. You right, know, right, right, right. Uh, what I loved is that my mentors in the army were doing these things like right seat on the bus. Um, and then I believe that's Jim Collins. Uh, but, you know, we, we've got uh, good to great. We've got um, uh, uh, drive We've got, by Daniel Pink. We've got all these books that now I've read and reflected back. Oh, that was what Lieutenant Colonel Bontrager was doing. Oh, that's what Major Murphy was doing. Oh, right. that's how Matt Fox got us all to collaborate is through right, this technique. Right, right, right. And so so those things are very important to me because I've drawn the line to them. And that's what I've been focusing on is helping those businesses. So yeah, absolutely. I want to build a community that helps each other. Um, right. So, and I think you're involved in that uh, level yep. up group. Absolutely. We've got a level up veterans group. We've got a level up small business group. I've got, uh, so we've got affiliation style groups. And then we've also got location based groups. So I've got a level up Austin and, you know, we've got a level up New York. So wherever you are, you can join a level up group and that's for collaboration. I want everybody to um, help each other. And if somebody asks a question, Hey, how do I start a podcast? Guess what? The stone <laughs> vet is there. And that's to help the thing. Is like, I've got a lot of people reaching out to me and I'm like, guys, I said, I am nowhere near as big as I want to be yet. You know, I said, my goal is to beat Joe Rogan one day. My goal is to be able to be up there on that level where Joe Rogan's at, right? But people reach out to me and say, hey, I need help with this. I need help. I'm here. I'm here to help you. What do you need help with? I'll, I'll help get you set up, get you established. Because guess what? If you guys don't listen, like listening to my podcast, there's thousands of veteran podcasts out there, thousands of them that you can find an interest in and be intrigued by, you know what I'm saying? And depending yeah. on what you're looking for and what you want to do, man, there, there's so many different, you can find so many different angles of podcasts that you want to listen to and stuff like that. But I do appreciate you guys coming to hang out with me today, man. Hey, Corey, we're getting close to the end of the show, man. Why don't you sign out and let people know what you do and how they can get in contact with you in order to get their business up and going like they should be. Absolutely. Uh, go to GravereStrategy.com, G-R-A-P-I-R, strategy.com and you can find me uh by email at cory at revere check out our level up groups if you want some peer mentoring check out our mastermind groups check out our workshops we have lots of opportunities for you to learn and thrive and that's our job is to help you grow your business no, absolutely, man. I'm super excited. I get to bring Corey back on the show. It's a great show. This is great information, especially for you guys who are who are venturepreneurs that are like, I'm doing what I love, but I need to figure out how to bring in more income. I need to figure out how to go about marketing. I need to figure out what's the best angle because right, right now everybody knows marketing is super expensive. It's super expensive for marketing. But if you become part of communities and you start throwing your stuff out there in the communities, People are gonna be like, "What is that? Let me check out what this is. Let me do what. Let me do what. Check out what he's doing." And now you're getting more more information out there. Like I said, I've teamed up with Smoking Bacon. I've teamed up with Veteran Trash Talk. I teamed up with Vet Radio Syndicate, and I have my own show. And so I'm starting to get seen around the world on all different platforms, which is great because guess what? That's my marketing. That's my promotion. These people agree to team up with the Stone Vet and promote my, what I'm doing here in this community, man. Corey, what you're doing is freaking awesome. We always need more people like you doing this and helping helping us grow and helping us understand what it takes to run a business because there's more than just running a business. You have to understand the ins and outs of running a business. And a lot of times we don't know. None of us have ever been to business school or if we've been to business school, we forgot everything we, they taught us in business school, you know? 
And so that's one of the biggest struggles, man. Like I tell you guys, I appreciate you guys hanging out with me today, coming to hang out with me and Corey and listening to what Corey can provide you. You know, like I tell you guys, go check out Rafa180.com. Go check out all the best medicinal grade products on the market, hands down. You can't beat it, dude. Like I'm telling you, not all oils created the same. And if you want a pure quality, medicinal grade quality CBD, go check out Rafa180.com. You like the hoodie? You like that swag? You like the cup? Go to Rafa180.com in the top right-hand corner. There's a little tab called the Stone Vet USMC. You click that tab, and it's going to take you to my store. I got all kinds of swag. I'm about to put shirts on there here, here in the near future. I'm going to be putting shirts on there for the summertime, spring and summertime, so you can promote what I'm doing. And if you're an advocate for cannabis, why not promote the coolest logo that's out there right now, man, hands down. That's Romeo Alpha, Papa Hotel Alpha 180.com, man, for all your medicinal grade CBD needs, man. Corey, I appreciate you hanging out with me on this day. Able to promote what you're doing, man. I love what you're doing. You keep up the hard work. You know, every everybody's time is going to come and yours is going to come. You keep doing what you're doing, man. Remember, guys, here at the Stone Vet, we got you six. I stay alert for my enemies trying to do me some harm I fight for your freedom of speech and your right to bear arms When I say I got your six, that means I got your back But what else would you expect coming from the stone pit?